crochet base. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah. Well, welcome everybody to episode six of the Crochet Bays. My name is Jess. And I'm Meg. And we are the, the Crochet, crochet Bays. We'll someday get that, I swear. Yeah. And we got a comment about happen. it on every episode, too. I'm going to do a super cut, like maybe when we get to like episode 20 or something of every beginning of the episode where we're like, we'll get it, we'll get it, <laughs> we'll get it someday. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But like, we really will. It's so it's, it's going to be fine. Anyway, it's going to happen. Oh, Megs. I just, I need you to tell me what's new. What are you working on? Oh, I did a really fun, cute pattern today that I was really excited about. I was there. You were there. You you already know. It's legit people. She really was excited. I was. Sorry, there was a pause there. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> pause for dramatic effect. Dun, dun, dun. Um, no, so I did a TikTok Live today, and I talked Crystal into releasing her pattern way earlier than she planned to. She was going to release it. She bullied her. I, I didn't bully her. I nicely she bullied her. I nicely peer pressured her. She was going to release it this Saturday. <laughs> I almost made you spit your coffee out. That's that was right. almost a spit take, people. She <laughs> nicely peer pressured. Boy, if that isn't dancing around the word bullying. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when your sibling hits you and they're like, Mom, she hit me. I didn't hit you. It was a love tap. It's a new record, people. It only took me one minute to get Meg's debilitated with laughter. (laughs) Come for the crochet, stay for the comedy. I feel like we need to cut clips and be laughing, too. (laughs) Yes. We'll do like a like episode twenty special. Oh where it's my god! Be like the best moments of the crochet based podcast. Don't worry, guys. I recovered from that one quickly. Okay. So, what is it that you were working on? Anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so she was going to release this pattern on Saturday, and I got her to release it today. And it's this tiny, tiny, it's a little tiny T Rex, and it's no so, and it works up so quick, and it's so dang cute. And I also crocheted the Timothy, the T-Rex pattern. Um, so I made them matching. And it looks like a little, like, mommy and baby dinosaur. Even it though is ridiculously cute. It's people. so cute. And I love it so much. So shout out to Crystal at Crafty Lashy. Um, her pattern is on Etsy. We will link it in the show notes because yes. it's amazing and you need it. And it's so cute. And it's, like, the perfect, like, $5 craft fair item. What? Absolutely. What are you working on, Jess? A little bit of this and a little bit of that. It uh, almost sounded like I was about to do like a '90s style rap. I was, I was waiting for it. <laughs> what if I just launched into like a full five minute rap that I prepared without telling you? That would have been amazing, <laughs> and I'm thoroughly disappointed it did not maybe, happen. Maybe episode seven. You know, you never know. Um, or we could, I'll, I'll write one of our ads as a rap and I'll have, um, Michael or Davey do a little, a little rap. Heck yeah. Do you think Davey would be willing to do that? I think we could talk him into it. Yeah. Cause Michael would be like, I'm not doing that. 
like a freecreditreport.com type of uh, <laughs> type of ad. Am I gonna get yes. sued by them now? You just unlocked a core memory from I like sure my childhood. <laughs> or if you're from Minnesota, yes, that's literally what I was thinking. Or if you're from Minnesota, saw their ad on my TV. Okay, I won't do the whole thing. It's fine. Uh, the things that get stuck in our brains for some reason, other than like helpful things from our education. Okay, so. Um, I have been working on a couple different things. I did some crochet pumpkins for fall. Mm. Actually, okay, so I finished one. I have two that are like sort of in progress, sort of not. So I actually have like more than one whip going at the same time. Be proud of me. But the other one's a blanket. So like, does that really count? I don't know. Blankets Um, never count. Well, technically the donut toy, the cat toy, that's not finished either. So that's that's also a whip did all the parts right you just didn't sew it together uh pretty much i have to add mm-hmm. sprinkles onto the frosting i love and it so stuff much it and seam it closed so um that should be my answer of what i'm working on is i'm making a little mini donut cat toy for our little mini donut cat that we, that we just got her name is duncan we didn't tell them about duncan they don't even yeah, know the Explain. podcast if you uh if you haven't if you're not someone who is um on tiktok or on my tiktok lives duncan is a nine-week-old sweet little black kitten that is uh that's in our home now and I'm not going to go into the full story but basically we found her in the middle of the road when she was five weeks old she went to stay with a foster person while she got a little bit older and today is the second day that she's been with us now her name is Duncan as in Dunkin Donuts because that's where we found her right outside of a Dunkin Donuts so I thought it would be fitting to make a little donut cat toy for her and I made the actual donut and the like frosting part, but I'm waiting to close it up because I wanted to get some catnip to put inside of it, even though I'm realizing as more of her personality comes out and she gets more and more brave and playful that it does not need to have catnip in it to capture her attention (laughs) because she has been playing with the blind, um, the little wand that like turns your blinds. The blind rod. Yeah, she's been playing with that. She plays with um, electrical cords, which is not a good habit. Uh, (laughs) She plays with wrappers, little shreds of cardboard, and also specks of dust. So, you know, she's easy to please when it comes to finding something to play with. And she's seriously Uh, so cute. Like, Jess has really, really video chatted me a couple times, and I could just stare at that sweet little baby all day. And that's what I've been doing all day. I've gotten basically nothing done the past couple of days because I've just been hanging out with this little kitten. Like, let me be a part of every second of your day, please. Thank you. It's like having a toddler. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, not that I would know, but um, she's pretty rambunctious, but she's really cute. So expect um, me to talk about Duncan a lot, probably, in this podcast because, you know, we have a new baby. She's the new baby. Yeah. Yes. So speaking of Duncan, who makes beverages, <laughs> did you like that segue? What I did. beverage are you drinking, Megs? Ready? Drum roll. Eh, there's my drum roll. <laughs> That's a very creative drum roll, Megs. Good job. 
<laughs> I'm actually drinking coffee this time. <gasps> no way. I it's amazing. The tears of your enemies. Oh, I am drinking the tears of my enemies after my big old fat butt broke my other coffee mug. <laughs> did you like knock it over with your butt? I did. Oh. I mean, that would have made zero sense if you had said that, and you, that's not what happened, but I didn't want to make any assumptions. I literally, I had it sitting on the sink, and I had the kids in the bath, and I backed up, Ooh. and I, like, leaned against the sink and knocked it in, and it just shattered all in my sink. So, like, uh, the most convenient It was place, contained. It was, and that was really <laughs> convenient because it was full, like, full-on cup of coffee I had drank, two sips out of it. Uh. That's the worst. Man. It was so sad. I cried. I'm not gonna lie. I straight up cried. Not as much over so, the coffee, but definitely over the mug. Are you drinking the tears of your enemies or just your tears? <laughs> well, I am my own enemy today. <laughs> it's a mixture. <laughs> the enemy is the inner me. So you guys, I'm gonna need you to buy merch because I need a new coffee mug. <laughs> I broke my oh favorite my coffee mug. I'm really see. I don't even know if I have a favorite because they're all my precious babies. Um, you know how I I feel about my coffee mugs. Um, but yeah, if I break one, I would be really sad about it. But I certainly wouldn't be lacking. Your favorite mug is the Pella one because it, it was from the greatest memory you've ever had. <laughs> Not my wedding day. No. Or, or like graduating your- college. It was going to Pella, Iowa with me. Like, listen, Michael, I love you and all, but when I went to visit Meg, mm, that was a really special day for me. <laughs> oh, goodness. So I'm also drinking coffee um, out of my Fox mug. Have I shown you this mug, Megs? You have not. Look at that mug. It's so cute. It's like a little fox and the top part of the mug, his little ears pop up. It's like It's so cute. It's very cute. Um, he's a seasonal mug. He only comes out in the fall. So we've we've got um, the seasonal fall mugs have made an appearance for the season. This isn't crochet related, but I'm going to need you all to email thecrochetbays at gmail.com and tell us, do you have seasonal dishware? Because Jessica does. <sighs> I like my fall stuff, you guys. It's just how it is. And if it makes you feel any better all of my well not all the mugs but all of the like dishes are from the dollar tree i love it so you know it's not like i it's not like i invested like hundreds of dollars in my seasonal dishware um but hey you know what i got them from the dollar tree i think three years ago and i haven't broken a single one they've held up extremely well that's actually dollar tree heck yeah because i break at least one dish every time i get new dishes well Um, as I need to know by your coffee mug that you yeah, just broke see? today. See, <laughs> I need to know what your favorite uh, fall towel is. <laughs> I know which one yours is. <laughs> so here's the here's the situation, guys. When I was decorating the house for fall, I was video chatting with Megs, and she was roasting me hardcore for like my love of fall and the amount of fall decorations that I have, which is a lot, I admit, but it's my thing. And I'm she was decorating in August. In August. It wasn't even like August Late 31st. August. It was August. It was like okay. 80 degrees outside. To me, August is fall. Like, it's fine. I'm not worried about it. Um, So, yeah, I do have a lot of fall-themed, like, kitchen towels, bath 
hand towels and tea towels. And I have one that has a deer and its antlers have like flowers and leaves and stuff on it. And it says, leaf it to me, (laughs) which doesn't really make sense in terms of a phrase that you would want on a tea towel. Like it doesn't have anything to do with tea or beverages or kitchens or even fall really other than the word leaf, which is really a word for all seasons if you think about it. But it's, it's um, my most favorite thing I've ever it, seen in my life. <laughs> I think because it's such a stretch, like who decided to put that on there? But I just really love the colors of it and I thought it was cute, so I got it. And um it was one of those moments, you guys, where I broke Meg's and she was she was laughing a whole lot. And I was like, I mean, it's just a towel, Meg's is just a towel. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to will that towel to me if you die. Like not, not your your kin or anything like that. Like I've become your kin now. Will it? To I me. have all these like assets, and then it's like Megan, the towel. You know what that I means. Yes, yeah. I don't need your four hundred one k. I don't need your house or your cars or anything like that. Just will me the dear towel. It's done. Use this podcast as verbal consent. There we go. Oh (laughs) my gosh. This episode of the Crochet Bays is brought to you by The Perfect Cup of Coffee. The perfect cup means something different to everyone. Whether it's a splash of creamer or a splash of coffee in your creamer or just plain old black coffee, which is the only way if you're asking me, you know exactly how you like it. And when it turns out precisely the way you want, it makes your crochet time that much better. Now, don't get so engrossed in your crochet that you forget about your hot coffee until it becomes iced coffee. Enjoy the rest of the podcast as you hopefully enjoy the perfect cup of coffee. So we um, did a TikTok live event where me and Jess went live together for the Crochet Base to talk about this episode specifically and we wanted to talk about misconceptions in the crochet world or just things that you've heard um and mostly i guess you could say things that people have said to you or just yeah like misconceptions you've heard so that's what we're talking about today and i'm really excited because there's been a we got really great feedback on the yes. TikTok live it was super fun um it was hopping in there we had a you good guys, time you guys came through when you we did. asked for your feedback and your input you guys had lots to say and uh i think it's kind of a mixture of things that you've maybe heard from friends and family things that you've heard on social media maybe even things that potential customers have said to you at markets and so i kind of went through everybody's responses and tried to group them in categories. So I have a couple of categories. And then at the end, I kind of have like a, like a miscellaneous category for things that didn't really fit in any one specific spot. But the first category and the first response that we want to talk about is probably the biggest misconception across the board, the most popular like bit of feedback that we got. And that was, the uh, misconception that when you're crocheting, people think ah, that you're knitting. Mm. This one really grinds Meg's gears. This really rustles my jimmies, you guys. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Is that another one of your uh, Midwest things? I've never heard of that. <laughs> Rust- You've never heard someone say rustle my jimmies? That really no. rustles my jimmies? It was a meme. No. It was like a gorilla, like an angry gorilla. And it was like, that really rustles my jimmies. I've, I must have How? missed that one. Someone please tell me they've heard of this. Okay. 
I think that's a fever dream, Megs. I think you made that up. <laughs> fever dream. <laughs> or a fever meme. Okay, fake Midwest state. <laughs> it's a fever meme. What uh, did you say? Oh my gosh. Okay, we're getting off the main topic. Now yep. I need to know. You <laughs> your whole three things you can eat. <laughs> You called me boring, and I said, okay, miss, I can eat three foods. Yes! That wasn't a live today, guys, on TikTok, if you're, if you're you, unaware of what we're talking about. That was the greatest thing. She just completely roasted me. <laughs> food allergies, you guys. Food allergies. Anyways, main topic, people calling your crochet knit. It literally makes me... What does my son say? He it makes me feel like a pepper, a hot pepper. Oh, I love that. I know. Uh, like, that makes me the only feel like way a, I'm going to describe myself when I'm angry from now on. A red pepper, something like that. That's how he says it, and it does. It just makes me ragey. Like I have no nothing against knitters, except for when they act like they're better than crocheters. Then those ones can go away. But in general, knitting is a beautiful thing. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. Holland, whatever you say. But it drives me crazy because they are so different. A hook, two needles, two hands, one hand. Like, come on. So I take a more compassionate, gracious approach. Oh, whatever. She's silently <laughs> judgy. <laughs> Um, no, it is, it is kind of, I, I chuckle to myself when people are like, oh, are you knitting when you're out, when you're crocheting? But I think it's just because in general, I think knitting is a more well-known term and people who don't, you know, who aren't a part of the fiber arts world at all, I think they genuinely don't know the difference and either think they're the mm -hmm. same thing or don't realize that crochet is its own thing and they're just they're just not paying attention to the difference between needles and hooks it's like they see you making something out of yarn and it's like oh you're knitting um so i think you know it's it's a lack of awareness we need to have like an awareness uh event to raise awareness for the differences <laughs> the differences should we apply for an awareness ribbon yeah yeah it can be made out of yarn um <laughs> <laughs> I can so, admit that when I first heavily got into crochet, I could not tell the difference between something that was knit and something that was crocheted. Yeah. So even I though I still have a hard time sometimes, depending on the stitch. Yeah. No, you're right. Sometimes crochet can look very deceiving. For the most part, I can definitely tell knit, but sometimes crochet is a little deceiving if you're like going for a knit stitch or something. Right. Right. <clears throat> so in that same vein, the next one that we kind of even touched on a little bit is the misconception that crochet is like the easier, lesser challenging version of knitting. Um, like knitting is like kind of like the ultimate fiber art. And then if you crochet, it's like, ah, eh, you're trying, but you're not quite there. <laughs> um, or that it's like less valuable than knitting. Um, so this is like, potentially getting into a little bit of spicy territory so oh we don't... this is spicy meg all the way tonight <laughs> <laughs> so contain your spice meg be okay. a green pepper <laughs> green pepper <laughs> like a bell pepper oh <laughs> um it's yeah that one i have 
seen, experienced, and it's really frustrating because while I know knitting is a slower process and it's tighter and takes a lot more like yarn and things like that in some ways, I would not consider it easier. Yeah. And here's the thing, like not everything has to be a competition, people. Right. We don't have to compare everything. Like, well, my thing's harder. It's like, well, who cares? (laughs) You know, like it's everything is allowed to be its own thing and crochet on its own merit is a valid art form knitting on its own is a valid art form and for some people crocheting may be harder than knitting for some people knitting may be harder than crocheting and at the end of the day like it's more about the person than it is about the Mm -hmm. um than the art itself like there's plenty of knitters who are wonderful people who would never look down on somebody that crochets. Totally. And there's probably definitely some crocheters out there that look down on knitters. So it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's not like this crocheters are all the good kind people and the knitters are all the mean people. Like there's mean people. In it's every just art. not true. <laughs> there's mean people everywhere. So everybody just be nice and stay in your own lane. You know, that's how I'm I only feel. judgy towards you. If you're a jerk. Otherwise, you're great. <laughs> oh, I don't care what man. fiber art you do. <laughs> yeah, do all the fiber arts. That's fine. Um, and then, so another kind of knitting related one, but in a kind of a different vein is the misconception of if you crochet, that must mean you also can knit. Um, that is not true for either not of us. Not at all. Neither of us can. Now, we do nice, know people who can. Yes, there are people who can, but it's not a... It's not a uh, given that if you crochet, you also know how to knit. Right. They are two very different styles of working with yarn. Totally. I don't, I think people, it's so interesting to me because people do associate them so closely together when in reality, they are so different. Like you can yeah. somewhat make the same things. I know you can kind of make like dolls and plushies and things, but not to the degree you can with crochet like with it like I know you can but I don't think it's as like moldable yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like moldable they're just not gonna turn out the same right right it's just such a different different thing but then I think there's a lot of like clothing things that you can do with knit that you just simply can't do with crochet like they're just so so different I don't even think that they're they're comparable really Now, Megs, have you ever attempted to learn how to knit or you just haven't, haven't no. really touched No. I mean, literally the closest I've gotten is my knitting machine that I recently got, which <laughs> I don't think counts. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> no. And and I'm not hating. Like, I love that thing. I yeah. adore it. But, but it's not learning to knit. Right. But it gave me some idea of how knitting works to some degree. Yeah, the mechanics um, of it. Like, I know how to fix a drop stitch on it, and I imagine that fixing a drop stitch on, like, a hand-knit thing is probably somewhat similar. But it also made me realize, like, oh, I would not enjoy knitting. And not because it's not a beautiful craft, just because it's not something that, like, I'm just not that coordinated enough to do two needles and use both hands to create something at the same time in that way. Obviously, with crochet, you do have to use both hands, but it's in a totally different way. It's like, I can cook you know, and use both hands, but I cannot coordinate like video games. Like I just Mm -hmm. can't. 
my husband is obsessed with Fortnite, tries to get me to play Fortnite with him. My kids play Fortnite, try to get me to play Fortnite with him. I can't aim and shoot and run at the same time. I just, I'm not coordinated in that way. Same, same. I, so when I was in uh, middle school, we did in our art class, in our art class, we, um, in middle school, we had it separate. So like the guys had their own art class and the girls had their own art class. And the girls, I don't know if it was our art teacher like suggested it or if we brought it up, but somehow we all decided to try to learn how to knit and our art teacher taught us. And I had this little like sample project and I don't even remember what like stitch what we were doing, but um, I like sort of started to get the hang of it, but I never, like I, I never ended up making any finished piece it was just like kind of a few rows of a very sad looking piece of fabric and then I gave up and I have never touched it since so there may be a day where I want to pick it up and try it again but I just feel like there's there's so much to learn just within crochet Mm -hmm. itself that I think that will keep me busy for so you do (laughs) have like you do have like knitting materials like you have knitting needles and stuff not at home with me currently no i i think we just use stuff that was at our school oh sure when when i was in middle school i do i have a bunch of knitting needles in my basement and like all the little tools they use like the caps for the needles and the space savers and all that i have all of it because my husband's grandmother when she passed away um basically like divvied it up and gave it to my sister-in-law and me so nice. I have like tons of knitting stuff and it's just like sitting down there. I'm like, what do I do with this? <laughs> yeah. So you, if you ever decided you wanted to pick it up, you're ready. I, I could. Go. I'm just, I'm ready to go. I know nothing, <laughs> but I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um. Okay. So those are all of the kind of like knitting themed. So the mm-hmm. next category <clears throat> I put some feedback into is basically like types of people who should or shouldn't crochet things like that so number four is the misconception that crochet is for old people or for grandmas it's because we're almost 30 isn't it you know it's it's funny because while it's definitely not true and there is like a whole there's like a whole new generation of people who are getting into crochet because it is like kind of trendy right now it is funny because i i feel like even though like no not all of us are grandmas there there does seem to be a certain (laughs) like personality demographic of crocheters where it's like i just want to stay home in my pajamas and crochet and be cozy and like so although age-wise we may not be grandmas there is a little bit of like some grandma vibes going on at least for me and several of the people I know that crochet. <laughs> Trying so, to say I have grandma vibes? Only like the good parts. Okay, that's fine then. <laughs> no <laughs> Good grandma vibes. But even like, okay, so in my live today, and I don't know if you were on at this point or not, but like during my TikTok live today, we got into this whole topic of like our birthdays and ages and things and we were all talking and there was such a broad range. Like I regularly have a handful of kids on Mm -hmm. there that are like in middle school and high school and they all crochet and it's so fun. You know, like I don't, I don't know anything about them past just that they are like 
in middle school and high school, but it is becoming popular with younger kids. If you really talk to a lot of us who are a little bit older, like in our 30s and stuff like that, or even our 20s, most of us learned when we were kids. Um, And even like the more like, like elderly women or women in their like 40s and 50s and 60s and stuff, they all learned when they were young kids too. But we had this such a broad range of ages when we were talking about the birthdays and things. Um, I mean, a lot of us were in either getting into our thirties or were in our thirties. I was kind of surprised. Like, right. Like I think the majority of us in there were kind of in the 30 thirties age range. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not really, I mean, Obviously, like a lot of us learn from our grandmas and things like that, but I don't even think you can call it a grandma hobby anymore because number one, crochet has gotten so popular in the last like year or two years. Yeah. And number two, like there's such a broad age range with it. Like even my six-year-old son is like, mom, I want to learn how to crochet. And I'm like, let's do it. Like, let's teach you. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I think that, you know, maybe 10 years ago you would have had more of a valid point to say that a lot of, you know, crochet is mostly like an older demographic, but in the last like decade that has totally shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that there's more young people than older people crocheting, but I think the scales have maybe balanced a bit more. <laughs> well, even think about it too, like 10 years ago, you'll hear people go, Oh, 10 years ago, we weren't making all these plushies and all these things you're making, you know, like it's popular to use like the chenille yarns and the blanket yarns and making all these stuffed animals and things. When I started crocheting, that stuff didn't, wasn't a thing like you made hats and scarves and blankets so I can totally see why it only appealed to to grandma with her toilet roll barbies and (laughs) (laughs) toilet roll barbies not quite as uh appealing as dreamhouse barbie toilet roll barbie (laughs) toilet roll barbie for the family on a budget you know (laughs) mom I want dreamhouse I want the dreamhouse barbie well we can afford the toilet roll barbie Grandma made you one. Merry Christmas. She crocheted you the toilet roll, Barbie. <laughs> Please tell me. Okay, but you, everybody knew one person who had the crocheted toilet roll Barbie in their bathroom. I, I don't think I ever have seen one in real life. What? Have you seen but one I, in a picture at least? I know what they are, yes. But I don't think I've ever seen them in real life. Oh, they exist. I feel Doilies. like it would be burned into my brain if it had. I'm but, gonna make um, one for your bathroom. Please do. I would. I would. Just oh, I was really not so ex- proudly. I was really not expecting you to encourage that to well, be excited now, about it. No, yeah. it's happening. <laughs> you thought if you make okay. it fall themed, I'm gonna get you a cheap Dollar General Barbie. That's like well, very I mean, clearly <laughs> off brand. <laughs> I would. I would hope that you wouldn't buy a name brand Barbie f- to hold my <laughs> toilet paper rolls. <laughs> Uh, only the finest for my bathroom. Okay, so we talked about crochet being for old people or the misconception that it's for old people. Can you guess, Megs, what the next one is as far as misconceptions about types of people who should or shouldn't crochet? Oh, it's probably males versus females, isn't it? It totally that is. It ah. is, yes. The misconception that guys don't or shouldn't crochet. What's up with that, Megs? 
It's so annoying. I don't even get it. Okay, so here's something really cool. My first experience seeing someone crochet outside of my grandma was actually at my, so I was in Taekwondo as a kid when I was like nine years old. I went to Taekwondo practice and sitting on the bleachers was a guy crocheting a beanie. I love that. Yeah, like nine years old, right around the time I started to learn how to crochet, I remember very vividly he was crocheting this like olive green beanie and it was totally something a guy would wear and he was just like going to town over there with his yarn and his hook and his little beanie and I've never forgotten that. Like that was 20 years ago and I've never forgotten that. So my first experience ever seeing someone crochet wasn't even a female, it was a male and it was just like, my dad's like, that's weird. And I think about it now and I'm like, that wasn't weird. That's so yeah. cool. Even like 20 years ago, guys were totally crocheting. Absolutely. And they're all over the place. I mean, like yes. quarters crochets. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a- another friend and forgive me, I-, I can't remember his name, but he-, he lives not that far from me. Not that far from you. Yeah. And our- when he-, he comes on our TikTok lives all the time. Hmm. Oh, what is his name? I'm sorry, I can't remember. But there's another guy that we talk to all the time that he I know crochets. there's uh, there's Dave, Fire Chief Dave. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that who you're thinking is... of? Oh, mm-hmm. he's in Illinois, I thought. Yeah, but Illinois is not that far from me. Oh, like he like he's fourish hours. I mean, like yeah. when I say not that far, like we couldn't go and hang out, but like <laughs> he's 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 not that far from me. Yes, um, um, Dave yeah. crochets. Like we have. I have a handful of guys that crochet that (laughs) regularly uh, come and hang out on the lives. Yeah, totally. I really love that more men are crocheting and aren't like hiding it, you know, and and not even making a big deal out of it. You know, like I feel like a lot of the guys that we interact with on TikTok aren't like, ooh, I'm a man and I crochet. Like they're just doing right. it. It's just like, yeah, it's just something I do like and, not, and it's not weird, you know? Yeah. They're like not trying to make it some like way to get attention. They're just like, I'm into this. I like doing it just like the rest of you guys. And I love that about it. It's so fun. Like I've been, I I hopped on a live with quarters once to help him learn a magic circle. And it was, it was just fun. Like I was just trying to teach him the best I could and he did pretty dang good. And then he's been going live pretty regularly too, which is really cool Mm -hmm. to see him. He crochets like in the mornings for a couple hours and then he does his paintings and it's just awesome. So shout out to quarters. You guys will have to hunt him down on TikTok because he's fun. The females do not own crochet. And Mm -hmm. I think we get excited when we see guys getting into it because yeah, it's a really fun art form and it's fun to create something with your hands and it's accessible, you know? Yes. But also that also not only like just an art form, it's a skill and mm-hmm. it's a valuable skill. Like mm-hmm. you can make so many items that are useful and not just like, Oh, I made this fancy doily or that like clothing, washcloths, scrubbies, you know, like ex- like you name it, you can make it really. I mean, he was yep. making like an apron, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say is like quarters was yeah. making a like holster thing for his paints or whatever. Yeah. 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 There's so many useful items you can make with it too. It is like, I, I mean, I think it's fair to say that crochet is a legitimate skill and one that is very val- valuable. So yes. when the real Y2K happens <laughs> and we have to rely 
on crochet to keep us alive. You all wish you were us. <laughs> I was going to say my friends, uh, some of my friends the other day said something about like commented on one of my pictures of something I'd made. And we're like, we're, we're adding Jessica to our apocalypse, uh, apocalypse team because she can crochet us clothing or something. Exactly. See, so we'll make like little like knife holsters and things for knife when the zombie holsters. apocalypse happens. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just so, little crochet knife holsters. Yes. So the next category is kind of like business-related items when it comes to crochet misconceptions. And the first one I have on the list is the misconception that crochet items, I guess because they're handmade, should be cheaper than store-bought, which is so opposite that it actually hurts my brain. I know. I don't know why people think because someone handmade it, it is always cheaper. I don't yeah. understand that. Like there's a difference between your five-year-old kid making you a craft and it's like, oh, that's cute. I'll put it up on the fridge. Right. Versus an adult human being who has learned a skill and put time and money and like materials into something mm-hmm. and is marketing it and selling it as a product Like those are two very different things, but I think people almost associate the term handmade. Some, some people, not all, Mm -hmm. but some people equate handmade to mean like, here's this little thing that I like poorly made and I'm now offering to you. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? No, you're so right. Okay. But let's break this down. Because all crochet is made without machines, it's not really a great example. So I'm going to use knitting. But think about this. You go into a big box store, and I'm not going to use any specific names because we don't need any lawsuits on our hands. Um, (laughs) You go into a big box store, and you pick up a $5 knit stretchy beanie. It's cute, you know, whatever. You pick it up, you buy it for 5 bucks. you bring it home. You go over to this craft fair. And you see this other really cute, like, knit beanie, and this one's $25. Well, holy crap, they're almost the same stitch. Maybe this one's a little bit different, and and it might be a little fancier of a design, but, like, why is the one at the craft fair $25, and why is this one at the store $20? Well, first of all, the one at the store that you bought was made by a machine in a factory and it was mass produced with the cheapest materials they can find. Like this $25 one at the craft fair was made by Susan's grandma who spent hours knitting a bunch of these hats so she could bring them to this craft fair to just like spread some love, you know, like there's a lot of materials an hour and stuff. And like, the one thing I've noticed with knitters especially, and crocheters sometimes too, but but knitters are really particular about the yarn they use. Like not a lot of them go for like the cheapest yarn ever. They look for nice high quality stuff. And Which if you're gonna do something that takes you that long, yeah. It no, makes for sense. sure. <laughs> you want it to last a long time. Yeah. Like like I've really never seen like handmade cheap knit stuff where I'm like, oh, that looks awful. Like I just haven't. Yeah. I'm I'm like kind of blown away by it. Like there's a lot of money just in the materials, let alone all the time that was, that was put into that. Like, I don't think people realize how much time it actually takes to make this stuff. Right. And here's the thing, like 
if you're a person, cause this is like, this is absolutely me. Like I make stuff to sell things, but like, mm-hmm. I'm not in a position financially to go to a market and drop a huge amount of money on something because that's just not my personal situation right now. What I would not do is look at that item and be like, why is it so expensive? I could get that at the store for way cheaper because I understand how much time it went. So like Mm -hmm. if you're not a person who's in a position to be able to buy the $50, you know, scarf or whatever, that's fine. We're not saying you're a bad person because you're not buying these Mm -hmm. items, but don't um, be angry at a person for charging what their time is worth. Like if you, if all you can afford is the big box mass produced version, nobody's looking down on you for that. That's fine. I both, I buy those things myself. Um, But I'm, but I understand why there is the price difference and I'm not going to get mad at a creator who's charging more. And I wish that I could afford (laughs) to only buy those things, but that's just not my reality right now. So no shame in, in buying the cheaper item, but don't be mad at the person who's charging more because it's legitimate. And pro tip, don't go to a craft fair looking for a sale. Like, yeah. Yep. That's not not a haggling situation. It's, It's not the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a garage sale. It is not. <laughs> um, so, I mean, in the same vein, I think we already covered this one, um, was that was the misconception of uh, that we charge too much. And I think we pretty much covered that one. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I would say is 95% of the time we actually charge way too little. True that. Speak on it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, Ugh. it's hard to. Uh... That could be a whole topic it, for yeah, a I'm podcast. Sure, in I'm itself. sure it will at some point because it, yes. it is hard to charge what you know you need to because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and There's I don't so make many people angry. <laughs> I'm making fun of myself, by the way, you guys. That's not me making fun of others. That's me making fun of me because I do that. That's just um, making fun of me because that's all she does. <laughs> she makes fun of me. <laughs> Hardly. Okay. Um, the next one is business related, but not more in terms of price, but in terms of time. Mm. Um, misconception that custom orders can just be ready immediately. Like it's a very microwave mindset of like, I ordered this thing. Where is it? (laughs) This one. And, and I think social media has ruined this for us in some ways. Like social media has been a beautiful thing for crafters, but also because we can just show these videos or pictures or whatever of us taking, you know, we have like yarn in our hands and we have that transition over to like a full finished item. It's Mm -hmm. really put this like concept in people's heads that we can just do this really, really quick. Yep. Like the crochet hook is a magic wand. You just boop it and it's done. (laughs) And I've had this problem many times and it it got to the point where I, I switched over my policies that if I'm doing a custom order, it's a minimum of six to eight weeks wait time. Now I never go that far because I just generally don't need to unless I'm making like a blanket. But in that case, I give myself six months to make a blanket. Like legitimately, yeah. even if I don't need six months, I give myself six months because you just never know, especially when you're making blankets. Sometimes you, you just don't know how much yarn you're going to need unless you 
like perfectly plan it out. And then at other times, it just doesn't go that well. So sometimes you got to like yarn hunt and stuff on blankets. Or in my case, I made that alpaca blanket and we had no idea how many yards were in each hank she had. So I was playing Mm -hmm. it by ear and trying to figure it out. And it took me six months to make the blanket because we just didn't know how much yarn I needed because we couldn't determine how many yards were in each hank. So it was just a really like unique situation. But people, yeah, I don't know why people think we can get this stuff done so fast. I think just, yeah. And, and with crochet, it's such a unique art form where like it cannot be replicated by machines so like Mm -hmm. if you want a handmade crochet piece especially a larger or more intricate piece you're gonna be um you're gonna have to have a little bit of patience because they do take time if you want something for christmas start asking them about it in september (laughs) yes especially if that crocheter has another business whose busy season is Christmas. <laughs> uh, just, Are you hinting just, at something, Jess? <laughs> just talking about myself. Um, <laughs> let's see. Our next one. Making sure I didn't miss any here. Okay, so I think we're into the miscellaneous category now. This one made me laugh. This was kind of specific. Uh, the misconception that you want everybody's old yarn from their attic oh i remember them talking about this one it was uh it was rustic pixels when she brought it up the the moldy musty yarn in the attic that's all stiff and it's like ready to crumble and fall apart oh i was cracking up laughing about this yeah it's listen we love yarn we love being gifted yarn but that yarn that's been in a box for 20 years that if you blink at it it's ready to fall apart just just throw it away. If it's sentimental yeah. to you, frame it. But like otherwise, just just throw it away. Don't give frame it to your it. <laughs> Don't give Here's it my to shadow your... box of crumbly yarn. What a crumbly memory. Yarn. What an art piece. <laughs> that sounds like some weird uh, like Lion Brand uh, offshoot series that they're gonna do, like crumbly yarn. <laughs> <laughs> they're always doing weird stuff, I feel like. Lion brand they're always putting out these weird like uh little uh collections that's doesn't lion brand have a schitt's creek collection they do yeah it's like home style home yeah home front hometown yep something something like that and all the names of them are hilarious they have like an u david one and yeah they're great. And they're actually really beautiful. Like my no, eyes are always drawn to those yarns every time i know and they're like have you ever felt them because they're great mm-hmm. they're very yeah. soft yeah um okay so another misconception that all yarn is the same um, oh yeah which i mean walk into joanne and just walk through the yarn aisle just and, look at it and i think you can come to the conclusion that that is a misconception very quickly have you ever just just picture this my friends have you ever had a significant other walk up to you and be like does this one work and they're handing you like this hot pink acrylic weight for yarn when you are working with a baby pink weight six parfait chunky or sweet snuggles light or something (laughs) if you will and they're like they're the same they're both pink like yeah have you ever wanted to just keel over 
more than in that moment because I know I have. This happens to me in terms of like the color thing. Um, Michael still jokes with me to this day. I painted our, I repainted our bedroom during the pandemic. Um, a really light shade of green. It's called aloe vera. And he's convinced that it's white. He's like, you painted a bedroom white. I'm like, it's not white. It's green. It's a very, very light shade of green, but it is green. He's like, no, it's white. So, um, yeah. So the struggle is real with the, isn't it a scientific thing though? Don't women have like more, um, like cones in their eyes or whatever? To yeah. Men color? are, men are more likely to be colorblind than women. Yeah. Like so, they have a higher you know, rate of colorblindness. Mm-hmm. I guess like he has a valid excuse to think. I need to see this now. Clearly not. The, when, whenever I'm able to come finally out to Michigan, like hopefully in next summer, that's like what I'm shooting for. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do when I walk into your house is say, where's your bedroom? <laughs> Let me see your bedroom. <laughs> I need to see these walls. And it's even more obvious because we have like a, a chair rail um, trim thing mm-hmm. like that goes that runs halfway down the wall and it's white. It is white and the wall is not. And you can look at them and see the contrast. But he's like, they're both white. I'm like, you're lying to me right now. It's not the case. So anyway, that's that's something that uh, we argue about frequently <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> on today's episode of what are your marital problems we we argue over whether the walls are white or aloe vera green i mean it's in the name you don't call a white wall aloe vera i'm just saying anyway (laughs) uh it's turning into like a counseling session um okay we have we have one more the final uh the final misconception, and it's not like I saved the best for last. It's a little underwhelming, I guess, as the last one, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, final crochet misconception is that there's only one correct way to hold a crochet hook or to crochet in general. Oh, yeah. This one this one fits so appropriately for me because... Because uh, I actually do hold my hook the right way and you hold it the wrong way. Don't we both... <laughs> hold hooks the exact same I just, way i just no, i just wanted to see what your reaction would be i was like wait i don't think that you pencil hold I you do, knife hold i do knife hold i think i always forget which one is which knife hold is this pencil, way. oh yeah, yeah 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 i definitely pencil do hold, hold yes yeah okay so we both knife hold I always say and i was saying it today again we had a great tiktok live today i'm just saying um Pencil hold reminds me of like a proper fancy way. I always say it's the British way of doing things because like Yeah, it's like how the royals eat. Yeah, like <laughs> British people are just more proper and fancy. So anytime anytime there's something there where there's like different ways to do it, whatever is the more like elegant way, I always say is the British way of doing things. So every time So that's your crochet misconception, Megs, is that people who pencil hold are fancy. i guess (laughs) the pencil holders are fancy proper crocheters i love that yeah i guess when i said that i do it right and you do it wrong i was more referring to the way you crochet in general and oh hold your hook totally so um if you have not seen me crochet ever i am left-handed 
and I was taught by someone right-handed and I crochet into the back of the stitch. So you know how when you're crocheting, you're looking at the project and you're inserting your hook into the stitch like in front of you. I'm doing it the opposite. I'm or I'm inserting my hook where if someone's watching me from like the opposite side of me, they're seeing what I'm doing and I'm not. <laughs> it's trippy, you guys. It's trippy. People, it like... I swear, it's like I'm like a freak show circus on on TikTok. Pay ten sometimes. cents to come see the girl who crochets backwards. <laughs> but listen, Step right up. I <laughs> I have something really ironic to point out. Once you're done with your thought, this is perfect. <laughs> I can't just go. Okay, I was just gonna say what's funny is the way that she crochets looks so different from normal crocheting that it's funny because you hate you get really irked when people say are you knitting yes. but the way you crochet makes people think you're knitting because you crochet know, weird so I you know. have become the thing that you don't want to be because of how weird you are I can't. it's come full circle Listen, there's so much crocheted in this episode. We are not this hostile. It's just a weird one. We're feeling like spicy peppers today. I feel like a red hot pepper. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, just making fun of my nine-year-old. No big deal, guys. No, I think we're um I think we're honoring him. We are. It was one of the greatest things he's ever said. <laughs> Besides when he told me, oh my gosh. Shame on you for your learning or whatever. <laughs> he told me he was a man now. Oh gosh, what, about what? And he needed to... Uh... It was like the most absurd thing. It was so funny. He was a man now and he needed to like eat with a big fork or something like that. Oh. Like it was, it was something like that. And it was so funny and so adorable at the same time. Totally unrelated to this. Yes. Um, there is no right or wrong way to crochet. Obviously, people. Okay. You get the project done and it looks nice and that's all that matters, you know? How you get you know what? It's not about the journey, it's about the destination. <laughs> In the crochet world, that's kind of true. <laughs> like, it doesn't really matter how you get there as long as you arrive at the same point. Who cares how you it's hold true. your hook? Because if you really look at the stuff I make, you would never know that I crochet completely different from the majority of people. Right. It all looks the same. The it only thing the you same. need to be aware of is when you're making in the round type of items, there's a right side and a wrong side. And for me, I have to flip it inside out because I'm otherwise I'm crocheting on the wrong side. Yeah. I figured it out. Just it's little fine. adjustments. Yep. Yeah. For our quirks and we figure it out. I have seen, I know of at least three other crocheters on TikTok who crochet the same way as I do. It's not a ton of us, but there are some who do. You guys should, you guys should give it a name. You should brand it like the Meg's crochet method or something. Or just the weird wonky crochet method. <laughs> Meg's method. <laughs> the Meg's, Meg's method. method. The Meg's method. Um, yeah, you should give it a name, like like stake that claim, make it your make it your own thing. If there's only a few of you, I mean, I think I'm known at this point for that a little yeah, bit. Like people are like, saying. I just you're the way you crochet so mesmerizing, and I didn't. Okay, listen, 
TikTok is the only reason why I know I crocheted weird. I did not know anyone else crocheted the way I, or didn't crochet the way I did. I had yeah. no idea. I just thought that's how you did it. And I like don't teach people how to crochet because of the way I crochet, which makes me kind of bum because I have had people <laughs> ask like, how do you do this? Like, how do you do don't that? Don't do what I did. Because I taught Brittany and Brittany crochets backwards because of it. She doesn't crochet into the back of the stitch, but she does it. She crochets. She's right-handed, but she crochets like a left-handed crocheter. Yeah, that's funny. So, friends, those were at least some of the misconceptions of crochet. Obviously, it's not an exhaustive list, but I think we covered a good range. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of, totally. Of topics. I feel and like those are the most common ones. Yeah. Did we miss any? Let us know. Uh, you can send us an email or find us on social media and let us know if there's a misconception that we missed. <laughs> So we are going to do a little Q&A, and I'm going to ask the Q, and Meg will provide the A. The A. And <laughs> the question, the Q for today is where, and I'm asking the question because this is a question that I really do not have the ability to answer. Um, the question is, where do you find inspiration for your patterns? I'm not a pattern maker, so I can't really answer this question, but Meg's. She's got a few patterns under her belt. I got so a couple. Tell us, tell us, Megs, where do you find the inspiration? So for me, it's literally just like a, I want to make this type of thing. Like this is what I want to make today. This is what I feel like making. But I'm I'm gonna go look for a pattern. I can't find a good pattern I like. I can't find anything I like. And then I have this vision in my head of kind of because you know, like when you make something. You kind of have an idea of what you want it to somewhat look like. So you'll look for a pattern that somewhat is similar to what what it is in your head. Yeah. That's where it comes from me is it's like, oh, I want to make a sunflower. I want one with a face. I want it to be like a whole little character. I want it to be grumpy. I can't find a grumpy sunflower. I'm going to make a grumpy sunflower. Um, You know, like Steve came from loads of stress because I just needed to power crochet something five feet long. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I just need to crochet something five. How specific? <laughs> it really does just go, I want to make something. I'm going to go look for it. I can't find exactly what I'm wanting, so I'm going to make it. And that's kind of where it comes for me. It's like a necessity is the mother of invention kind of a Yeah. Situation. Oh, totally. Yeah. I feel and that. I feel like for some pattern designers... Two, it's more of a like, I need to come out with seasonal items. So like, we're getting into fall. Let's create a pumpkin pattern. Let's create a fall pattern. Let's create a Halloween pattern. I need something like that. I don't really flow with that as much because I'm newer to pattern designing. Mm -hmm. But that's a really great method too, I think, is following trends, following seasons, following holidays. Or, you know, just toss the whole idea of following anything and just make what you want when you want and when you feel like it. Right. I feel like that's most of what I do and it's working so far. So it's not the worst thing in the world. Have you done, I don't know if you've done this yet. Have you ever made a pattern because people were requesting like, Oh, I'd like a pattern for blank. So not yet. It is something I would love to do, but it is not something I have done yeah. Quite yet. Because I feel like I've seen that happen a couple times in your lives where somebody will say, like, hey, can you make a pattern for this? Or am I imagining mm-hmm. that? I think that's happening. No, no, no. 
There was one where someone was like, you should, or like, I haven't found a good ostrich pattern. I was like, ooh, that would be awesome to create. So like, it is in the back of my head to do something like that. I just haven't quite found that one where I'm like, I totally want to make this. So it's a mixture of like, if somebody requests a pattern, it also probably needs to be something that you actually really want to make. Oh, totally. Because like, if you know me, I'm not into spooky things at all. Like they freak me out. I don't really like them. So I'm, I'm not going to be the person who makes something that's like creepy, you know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to make like the zombie thing or whatever. I'm not going to make something that's like very detailed and gory or like the horror character or whatever. I'm just not into that. Like, no judgment towards anyone else. Like, do your thing. It's just not my thing. Right. So, like, if someone's like, oh, make a, like, you know, like, a Demogorgon from Stranger Things or something like that. I'm not, that's not something I would do. Right. It's just not my thing. Yep. Since we kind of, like, did this whole switch thing where Q&A was more focused towards me... Ah, Shut Up and Take My Money definitely needs to be more focused towards Jess this week. Yeah. So Jess, tell Mm. us what Shut Up and Take My Money is about today. Today's Shut Up and Take My Money segment is (laughs) yarn spindles. I adore my yarn spindle friends. I didn't know. I didn't know that I needed one. I didn't know what I didn't know, you know? Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Do backtrack you know? a little bit. Okay. Explain what a yarn spindle is. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. So I didn't really, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what a yarn. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm making Meg spit her water out. Um. Yeah, it's really happening right now. <laughs> she she's choking. <laughs> Okay, so Just yarn screaming spindle. for Davy. <clears throat> I believe they make them in multiple types of materials, right? Like there's probably plastic yarn Oh, I would out imagine. There. But mm-hmm. I think most of the ones that I saw when I went looking for one online were wooden. So mine is wooden. And I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this without obviously being able to show it visually. Essentially, it's like a little cylinder um around wooden base and then it has kind of like a spike and then there's a secondary piece that um that fits onto that with a longer spike and you kind of spear a cake of yarn on top of that and then the outside string of your yarn as you crochet it pulls the yarn spindle and the yarn spins in a circle and what it does for you is basically you don't have you have a nice bit of like slack but you don't have that tension like sometimes if you're just pulling from a regular skein of yarn uh it could get stuck for whatever reason or maybe mm-hmm. it's just because of gravity like wherever the yarn is in uh comparison to where you're sitting sometimes like the the pull on it is either too loose or too tight and so you have to like you know yank the yarn kind of like pre <laughs> give it some slack and then you can keep crocheting Mm -hmm. and that part of crocheting always really annoyed me for whatever reason like when you start a new skein of yarn it's really tight and you have to like kind of feed it and pull it out first and then crochet and then pull out some more and then crochet until you get to like that perfect part where it pulls nicely 
But then once you start to get to the end of the skein, then it starts to collapse in on itself and then it can like get Mm. tangled easily. So it's like you have that little window in between the start and the end of a skein where it's nice, but the rest of it is annoying. (laughs) And that always annoyed me. And I was like, how can I fix this? So once I got my yarn winder and started winding my skeins into cakes, then I got the yarn spindle and put the cakes on the spindle. And it basically solves all of those problems from start to finish. It pulls really nicely. And since you're pulling from the outside, it doesn't like create that gaping hole in the center where eventually it's going to collapse in on itself. Or Mm -hmm. like if you have to move it at all, it collapses. Um, since you're pulling from the outside in, it kind of like maintains its structural integrity, I guess. Um, and yarn barf. Smaller. You eliminate yarn barf. Yes. And it, essentially you deal with any tangles on the front end. So it's like if there's a tangle while you're winding it into a cake um, or you may already buy it as a cake and then you don't have to worry about it. But like if there are any tangles, generally you get to sort them out at the beginning Instead of like dealing with them when you're in the middle of a project and you don't want to deal with a tangle, you want to just be able to crochet. Um, so, so for all of those reasons, I really, I really love a yarn spindle. It makes my life a lot easier. And sometimes it's just those little things, you know, that makes the experience just that much smoother. It makes you um, want to crochet more and it makes the experience that much more enjoyable. Totally. And I just did a quick like amazon search for yarn spindles Mm -hmm. everything i'm kind of seeing is wood i'm not seeing a lot of other options yeah the wood is beautiful anyways it just it looks incredible but the the one thing i'm noticing that is really cool is there's there's actually a pretty broad price range like the highest i'm seeing is around like the 50 dollar mark but they get down as low as as like 10 bucks Mm -hmm. i think i paid like 14 for mine yeah no totally you really can't go wrong there's so many options for different price ranges if you're somebody who can't really afford a lot. Um, you, you know, there, there's affordable options mm-hmm. for you and there's like double yarn spindles. There's ones that are like horizontal versus vertical. Like there's lots of options and it's really neat to see them. Um, so it's, if it's something you're interested in, which I totally am after even listening to you, we didn't really, I saw you use it, but we didn't really talk about it a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really like pay a whole lot of attention but like just you talking about it now i'm like hmm, maybe i need mm. one of these you're like i'm about to shut up and have my money taken <laughs> but you know what we could do megs we could put together a little public um amazon uh list and actually include it in the show notes pull, pull some of our favorite spindles of like a different price range for people who yeah. you know want to go high end or want something really affordable and we could share that we totally could put all of the shut up and take my monies on a little Amazon. Like, a running playlist. Or not yeah. playlist, but shopping list, I guess. Shopping list Wish for list. everybody. I love that idea. That is such a fabulous idea. Yes. Hello, everyone. This is Jessica, and I have a very important announcement. We are doing another giveaway, and we're celebrating creating a TikTok account for the crochet base. Yes, you knew it was probably going to happen at some point and it is happening now. So this giveaway, here's how it's going to work. This is going to be US only, 18 or older. And what you need to do to enter is follow the new 
Crochet Bays TikTok account. It's at the Crochet Bays. No underscores or anything fancy, just the Crochet Bays, just like it is in the name of our podcast. And give us a shout out on TikTok. Make sure that you tag us. And that is all you have to do to be entered into a giveaway for a very official Crochet Bays podcast merch coffee mug. So if you'd like to be the winner of the coffee mug, be sure to follow our new TikTok account and make a little post giving us a shout out, tag us, and you will be entered. Good luck. Last week, we dropped merch. It dropped and that like was it was hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like... Okay. Not singing the rest of that song. Not safe for work. Um... <laughs> It was so exciting. We designed all this cute merch like we said last week. I'm sure you guys all saw it. We're in love with it. We just wanted to remind you we have this awesome merch. Go jump on this. Not only do you need to buy a yarn spindle, you need some crochet base merch. Yes. We have t-shirts. We have sweaters. T-shirts. We have hoodies. We have coffee mugs. We have tumblers. We even have a dad hat. And of course, we have our stickers from the very first merch drop that we did. So if you would like we to check sure out any do. of those things with all of their multiple designs and color options, they are linked in the show notes. So you can click on that and you can check out all of the merch options and shop till you drop. <laughs> and just a reminder to go follow our TikTok, our exciting new TikTok. Our new TikTok. And enter our giveaway. Yes. So that you can win some merch for free. Heck yeah. Free merch. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up episode six of the Crochet Base podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget, if you're listening on Spotify, drop us a rating. Leave us a five-star rating because that helps us get the podcast out to more people. So we appreciate you guys for um, leaving a quick little rating. And don't forget to crochet, drink coffee, and be kind. Okay, bye! Crochet Bays We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet While we talk about crochet You can crochet too Yeah.